In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Support is not words. Support is work. So just realize in the nonprofit world, it's made up of people doing stuff. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we we salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos. Man, we're so glad that you're here with us today. You guys are the MVPs of this podcast Along with my co-host and producer, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Hey, do you got a man law today? I do. Hey, guys, I just want to say, don't gauge your marriage by your feelings, thinking that everything's okay if you feel like everything's okay, but by the fact that your wife says, we have a good marriage. She yeah. really is the thermometer on that. And here recently, my wife and I were hanging out with the couple that we're going to start spending more time with. And one of the things that she said was, one thing I'm proud of is my marriage. Mm-hmm. And her and her husband are mentors, uh, marriage mentors. And for a, I thought, man, for a wife to say that, that is huge. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and I would just say to wives, don't judge your marriage's health based on your feelings. Genuinely, genuinely, genuine, general, generally, the wives are the better gauges of the health of the marriage but in the last six months i've seen six women's lives greatly altered by the secrets of their husbands so stay engaged ask the hard questions don't avoid the darkness that your husband may be facing and guys same thing stay engaged stay engaged in this marriage do not assume marriage is very very fragile you need to stay engaged so i want to get into the meat of this podcast guys Uh, as you know so we're in the New Year, it's uh, Jan- early January in 2020, and on December 31st, we ended what we call uh, the 180 campaign for the men in the arena, and that campaign was launched way back in June, uh, July on the 4th, when our board of directors decided that we needed to raise $180,000 in new money promised for 2020 in order to increase our staff team and enhance our equipment for the podcast and other things. And uh, because of that campaign, we were able to bring Dale Culver onto full-time status. We are actually looking for a social media database analysis and financial guru to come on our team as well. And so uh, we're having some great opportunities for the, and watching the ministry grow. The podcast has doubled this year in its listenership, and it tripled from the year before that. And so things are going great. We're really excited. But I, I did this uh, campaign... 
And in doing so, I decided I needed a mnemonic device. So I decided I was going to do 180 workouts in 180 days. And I started on July, I discovered this on July 16th, which automatically put me, what is that? 12 days, no, eight days behind. Yeah. No, I, I discovered eight. eight. Yeah, it was eight. 16 minus four is 12. So I think I oh. figured it out on the 12th. So it put me eight days behind. So I instantly had eight double days. And when I went to my wife, told her my great ideas, she told me I was stupid, <laughs> but I went for it anyway. And so we are a nonprofit organization. We are crowdfunded strategically so because we want to build an army of men who are partner and women who have partnered with this movement and really believe in our cause as we see lives change and when men get it and we see everyone win. So guys, I learned uh, several lessons from this that I think helped me in life and I wanted to share those with you. And so on discipline, I learned two lessons. The first one I learned is this. It is easier to work out seven days a week than it is to work out four. In other words, it is easier to form a daily habit than a majority of time habit. So seven days, it was easier because why do you think that was easier for me? So you you don't have, you can't just say, oh, I'll catch up later. Yep. No options. Yeah. No options. And I think when it comes to eating, when it comes to loving our wife, when it comes to fitness, when it comes to involvement in church, when it comes to Bible study, I think seven days is easier and four because if you have a no option policy, it really, really makes you get the job done. The other thing I learned on discipline was this. It is easier and healthier to rebound than to seek perfection. So I shared I had eighty or eight makeup days I had to I had to do before this thing even started. Throughout the campaign, I ended up making up about forty double days. And what I realized is this: perfection could not be achieved. The secret in success as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a community member, as a follower of Christ, is your ability to rebound after you failed. King David modeled that. Other great leaders have modeled that, and I, and it's really important, I think, for us to understand as men that you can't achieve perfection. I see a lot of guys close the doors, fold up shop, and leave because they can't achieve perfection. Well, having the ability is more important by far. Failure is not final, nor is it fatal. On leadership, I learned three lessons. First of all, first of all, when you're worn out, you need to push to grind it out anyway. That's part of manhood, guys. It's grinding it out when you are tired. And I remember we got to the end of this campaign uh, in December. I just got tired of meeting people and and uh, pitching the organization because we decided to raise $180,000 through one-on-one, face-to-face, eye-to-eye interactions. And so I got tired. <laughs> but uh, we were able to raise a significant portion of the money the last day of the year because we just knew that we needed to grind this thing out so that we would achieve success and not uh, fall short. Here's another thing I learned on leadership. Take people on your journey with you. And that's what great leaders do. That's what great fathers do, is they take their family with them. They take, or, the, or their great husbands, they take their wife with them. They, 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 they craft a vision. They see something beyond. They see the big picture and people follow them. When we posted our stuff on social media, it really helped me to be accountable to people who followed us. It helped me to be encouraged by them and it helped me to see their tangible support of the ministry. The last thing I want to share on leadership is this. And this is, this is a problem for me going in. Is a, I have a fear of rejection. I want people to affirm me. I want people to accept me. But you have to go into something like this not fearing the no. In fact, I was meeting with a, a gentleman in another state, 
I bought him breakfast. He had given a small gift, and I'd asked him to make that a monthly gift, and he yelled in the restaurant, heck no! <laughs> and a great guy, still great friends. We had a great meeting after that, but he just was not willing to do that at that moment. And we have to be willing to accept that. I would say 15% of the people I spoke to said, yeah, no, for various reasons. But actually, the the, the, the our relationships got stronger from those meetings, even though they rejected the 180 campaign offer. So on the campaign itself, here are some life lessons I've learned. Support is tangible. In other words, I heard people say, well, I really support your ministry. I'm like, oh, really? How? Do you pray for it? Well, no. Do you give financially? Well, no. Do you? Are you on a, a team? Uh, are you an admin? No. So you don't support them. Well, no, no. Well, I mean, when people ask me about it, I tell them good things. Well, how do you know? You're not involved. Support is not words. Support is work. We're looking for partners. We're not looking for a bunch of emotional, soft individuals who are who are doing nothing and saying they're doing something. So just realize, in the nonprofit world, it's made up of people doing stuff, not saying stuff. Hmm. So that's very, and I think every nonprofit guy listening is probably cheering right now because we just don't need your mamby pamby emotional nothing. We need tangible, physical support. Here's another thing I learned. Big gifts are great, and we had about half of our gifts were gifts of over $10,000. Half of our dollars raised were in gifts over $10,000. But what we really need and what nonprofit organizations really need is we need the daily grind of monthly champions giving $25, $50, $100 plus a month. That is what sustains us over time. A $10,000 gift is great, but there's no sustainability over time, and we're looking to sustain our organization over time. And here's the last thing I've learned about the campaign, and it's this. People who start off as antagonists may become your greatest allies and assets. I shared earlier in this podcast, when I approached my wife, I said, hey, I want to do 180 workouts in 180 days. I'm already eight days behind. She looked at me and she said, you're stupid. (laughs) No, she didn't. She said, that's stupid. But as I jumped into this thing headlong and started working out, my wife became my greatest workout partner, my greatest ally, my greatest encourager. Uh, she was amazing. And I realized, and, and we need to realize this, guys, sometimes those guys screaming, heck no, are going to be the greatest guys in your corner saying, hell yes. So you just have to stick with it and grind it out and continue on. So guys, I hope this helped you understand. And guys, we're, uh, we've reached our goal of $180,000, but man, we always could use your help. You can head on over to menarena.org, grab a free electronic version of my bathroom book for men. It's at the bottom of our homepage. Uh, when you do, we'll sign you up for equipping blast. You can also go to menarena.org slash donate, and you can sign up to be a monthly champion for this ministry, man. We really, really need your help. We are purposely strategically crowdfunded. We're not about raising the money to try to make this thing happen. We're about building an army across the world that are getting it done for Jesus Christ. Did you know that we are seeking your help and we seek your partnership and we give our resources free to men in underdeveloped nations, missionaries, and men in the active military. In fact, just today we had a guy from India uh, requesting our resources, or was it Africa? Africa. Africa. There's a guy from India who wants them too. So, guys, that's exciting. We're in exciting times, guys. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. Equipping men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. 
While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.